Kyle. Thanks so much for joining Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and we are welcomed by Dr. Graham Gartner, who is the co-founder and CEO of Kairos. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I would love to start off with your transition of how you went from practicing cardiology to founding Kairos and why... What is the motivation behind that? Because it seems like it's very rooted in patient equity and access. Yeah, happy to. So I, I've always uh, been drawn to impact and, and being able to make a difference in the world. And um, uh, cardiology off obviously offers you an incredible opportunity and the privilege to, to take care of, of folks, um, but also to interact with really cutting edge technology, which was also an interest to, of mine. Um, and so I, I, I very much enjoyed it. But as I watched my father, um, first of all, work in the pharmaceutical industry and under, understand that doctors did other things uh, with their lives, and then actually become an entrepreneur uh, quite late in life, that really became a light bulb moment for me that uh, I could not only take the technical training I had, but also all these ideas running around in my head and, and have a different kind of impact in a, in a different kind of, of scale. Um, and so as we were um, starting Kairos, um, uh, one of the, the contexts here was, was having practiced medicine and having seen patients come in and see the wrong provider. Um, and as medicine was getting increasingly subspecialized, uh, you think about orthopedics now, there are hand specialists and elbow and shoulder and foot and ankle and hip and knee and spine. Um, and, and hospitals were getting larger and larger and, and providers no longer kind of knew each other. Uh, too often, patients were coming in and seeing the wrong provider. Um, and that was a frustrating experience um, for everybody and also um, contributed to suboptimal um, care as well. And so um, having that as, as context, uh, I saw the movie Moneyball, which uh, you may be familiar with from the, the sport of baseball, but it really resonated with the worldview that I was raised with, which is that we're all different. We're all beautiful in our own way. We all have our relative strengths and weaknesses. And I realized that providers like baseball players um, all had unique gifts and strengths. And, and if we could begin to understand um, those characteristics and match them with the right person, a lot of um, great downstream things would, would come from, from making that match um, correctly. So that became the, the, the founding vision for, for Kairos. Um, today, we're, we're fortunate uh, to work with hundreds of organizations across provider organizations, payers, the government, uh, digital health companies, um, providing all the right information and all the right workflows for people to find and then schedule the care that they need. That's a really interesting, Graham. So, so uh, some of our viewers uh, who are avid uh, fans of ours may may remember that we already interviewed one of your executives, Karen Conley. Uh, but just briefly, for those who may not be familiar, can you just describe a little bit of how this works when you start working with a client? Exactly how do you figure out all these unique strengths of uh, of the providers, and then how do you make that accessible? Yeah. So uh, the work starts with basically building a digital inventory of who does what, where, when across the network. And what we find when we work with organizations is that the information we need, we're generally collecting for about 100 different data elements about each provider. Name, rank, serial number, the picture, the web bio, the locations, the insurances they take, the conditions they treat. Um, that information sits in dozens of different silos, and it's all labeled differently. So my picture might be in a marketing database labeled ggardner.jpg. My specialty is a credentialing system labeled Graham S. Gardner, MD. We have to make sure at scale across thousands of doctors and hundreds of different data elements, we're pulling all of that together and building the right um, profile. The next step then is enriching that information. And uh, I think one of the things I'm, I'm most proud and excited about there is a clinical library that we've developed over the last decade. 
that describes every condition, procedure, um, symptom in every you know uh, abbreviation and misspelling and, and lay term. And that is is a, a real um, opportunity to think about health equity because uh, you know if you think of diabetes as the sugars or sugar blood, you can type that in. And we can get you to a diabetologist without you having to know that that fancy name. And so it, it's translated into Spanish. And, and so again, as we think about serving everyone, you have to be able to meet uh, patients where they are and then be able to draw them accurately uh, into the system. And that begins to really allow very precise routing. Um, so that now when you search for a carpal tunnel, we can truly get you to a hand surgeon and not one of those knee surgeons. You're optimizing the provider's time. You're ensuring the patient's getting to the right um, uh, provider. And also from a system and a, and a health plan perspective, you're, you're reducing waste. Um, you're not causing patients to have to come back in and, and pay additional co-pays um, as well. And you're able to, to process more patients uh, with the existing uh, inventory that, that you have as well. Um, the other part of the technical uh, backend purpose is actually integrating directly into all the EMRs uh, as well, so that you can provide real-time availability and real-time booking. So the same way that you and I go to Travelocity today, we can search across all the different providers of seats and sort and filter by what's important to us and, and book one. Uh, you can do the same thing across all the EMRs, um, choosing what preferences are important to you and, and book an appointment uh, there as well. So that's the digital inventory on the on the on the provider side. Uh, we also incorporate uh, imaging labs, um, uh, retail clinics, virtual care options as well. So there's really a very rich inventory of, of uh, care destinations that you can route uh, someone to. We uh, publish that information then into an application layer, and that can sit at a health system. So it can be in their call centers, their websites, their referring provider networks, but increasingly now also publishing that beyond those walls uh, out into the regional health plan. So now someone can search and book care directly from a local health plan into those providers, all the way out to Google and, and other digital health companies. So again, um, wherever someone starts their search for care, we can be there with accurate information and the ability to route them correctly into the right uh, destination for their care. It's interesting when you were talking to us before, you said several times a couple different things. You said that your mission is really to meet people where they start their journey, which resonated on two different levels because you said that it literally where they start their journey of, okay, are we starting on Google? Are we starting on my health insurance company's website to search for a doctor? Or you said that a lot of times that access part comes into play where people don't know who they're supposed to see. So they might type in the sugars, but then you said that there's been a tremendous amount of people searching for different transgender related issues. So there's, that's a different type of journey, but in either case, you're allowed, you're able to serve both of them. And you said that Kairos wants to be like the plumbing and just the background that it's operating and you know, you don't really notice it unless it's not working, then it's a problem. <laughs> and so it's pretty neat that you're able to do that. And, you know, you think of plumbing systems and how they, you know, are in the background and, you know, weaving in different ways, which is kind of how your system works with all these different things. So tying in one other element that you told us, you went to Brown Medical School, like a porv, and you guys both shared a similar story about the, the touchy feely end of things, which you said you weren't sure about in, in school, but then you had a a particular moment in your practice where that really came to light. So how do all three of those merge together where you're able to say, I've had this, you know, I remember this in school, I learned these things, but then I had this experience that really resonated with me in my, my practice. And then 
seeing that you originally started Kairos for the intent of helping people get to the right provider and be able to schedule easier, but then seeing that it's having this other back, you know, through the plumbing, all the, the winding ways that you're then having these residual effects on people in the big ways, having conversations that they might not be able to have on their own, but they're able to start this journey. So it's a very long winded way of asking <laughs> how those three have intersected because it's pretty yeah, powerful. I'll, I'll do my best to try, try to weave it together. Uh, uh, maybe I'll start off with the, the patient story because it, it's, as I was mentioning to a perv, it, it is something that has uh, stuck with me my, my entire life. Um, uh, you know, when, when you're going through medical school, I think there's a there's a bias to to focus on on the science classes, right? You, you think you've got to learn all these drug names. You have to study anatomy and understand where every artery and and vein uh, goes. Um, uh, but Brown it was a very humanistic, um, very progressive, um, uh, and, and culturally attuned uh, school. And and so we were also um, you know being taught how to actually speak uh, with with patients um, and how to respect them, how to um, uh, really draw them in and, and understand who they were as a human being, so they could really deliver holistic care. Um, but we too often were dismissive of, of that class. We were focused again on, on kind of the hard sciences. Um, so fast forward probably I guess eleven years. Uh, you know those four years of medical school, seven years of, of clinical training in cardiology. And, and I remember I, I can tell you what floor I was on in the hospital and what corner of the, uh, the room, um, uh, having a, a conversation with the family about whether to withdraw care from someone through a translator. And at that point, you know, 11 years later, every medicine I wrote for had been invented after I left medical school. And I really only cared about very limited anatomy, you know, a couple arteries around the heart. And what was vital in that moment was to connect with a family through an interpreter. And I, and I, I knew to, to focus on them, not the interpreter and, 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 you know, helped make that very difficult decision, hopefully a little bit um, better for them. Uh, and I think what it, it highlighted for me again, was this, the, the power of when you can bring the right two people together, right? Someone who's been training for something all along, um, who can make someone comfortable and, and, and ease them or, or, or hopefully treat them, you know, through that, that point of care. And so I think that was really one of the moments that was born of, of, of that precise ability to, to route. Um, what, what then, uh, you know, as we developed this, this clinical library, I, I had other kinds of experiences along the way. One of them was um, we'd, we'd spent a lot of time early on in the company thinking about specialists, right? And um, probably some of my bias, but also that's where a lot of the clinical, you know, routing was, was necessary. Um, and so we turned our attention then to, to primary care doctors and, um, and how they differentiate. And I remember we, we developed a, a number of, you know, kind of thematic areas where they might want to express an interest in something. And one of them was homelessness. And I was, again, taken back to an encounter I had as a resident when I was way too busy um, and a homeless person had come in. And, you know, embarrassingly, one of your first reactions is to, oh, my gosh, this is going to put me behind for the day. I'm going to have to take care of so many things as someone's not going to have a support system, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and, it, and in retrospect, it, you, you, it's horrible, right, to, to think of that way. And, 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 and I remember in, in that moment, then, as we were developing this library, being aware that someone was going to proactively sign up for that and say, you know what, this is why I went into medicine. And when that next homeless person comes in, it's because I am the right person. And just the, the ability for our platform to, to touch people in that way um, was, in, was incredibly uh, exciting. And maybe the third, to, to, to kind of touch on the other issue we were talking about earlier as well, um, we, you know, we, we track every search, uh, every query. So, you know, hundreds of thousands of searches every day, you understand, you know, is it insurance is more important? Is it location? You know, what are the terms? And we noticed early on a difference in the search terms that were happening online versus 
what people were calling into a call center. And, and to your point, um, you know, transgender surgeries and, and things like that, people were clearly much more comfortable typing into a website and finding their way to the right care than they were maybe talking to somebody on, on the phone about that. And so you, you know, you know, you're opening up access now to someone that may not have, have sought out care or, or gotten, you know, the, the right care as quickly um, as that as well. So I hope that, hope that we wove a bunch of those things together for Stephanie. Amazing. Amazing. I, I can't believe you remembered all those points, you know, it's, it's really tremendous. And so, and I'm also really blown away uh, as Stephanie and I'm sure is as well at, just your commitment to the patient. I mean, throughout all of this, in every story, really the, the whole driver is it's not just another piece of technology. It's really about how each element of that technology really helps serve the patient experience. So that's just tremendous. That's that's the the um, the uh, uh, the chase right now. Everybody's trying to figure out how do we enable that kind of customer experience. You had mentioned earlier when we were speaking, Graham, about how you're trying to be that uh, that technology that just operates in the background, integrating all of these different layers, and in and in kind of ensuring that this experience is there, sort of uh, akin to the Amazon type of experience where a user can just go there and have it all uh, integrated. So can maybe you can speak a little bit more as to how exactly you're figuring out what are the different components of the elements that you need to put together so that the end consumer has that you know ultimately refined experience that they need? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think um, you know first of all, ho hopefully you're seeing that the the commitment to the patient is is an authentic one. It's 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 what motivates you know everyone to, to work at Kairos. There's a there's a, a, a real camaraderie around the, the mission and, and the impact that we're, we're having. Um, I think you know, one of the perspectives I brought into technology from the world of medicine was the fact that. Technology had been done to doctors um, for, for 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 so long, right? And it actually has made their work more difficult, right? They spend a lot of time typing things in instead of being with the patient. Um, and so we've always tried to think about how are we actually decluttering uh, the the patient, excuse me, the, the provider's time and, and and technology, so they actually can lean back in um, to this. And I'll I'll give you um, maybe one more example. Uh, this is not a provider; it was a call center agent. Um, we were listening in, um, uh, we we're first deploying our, our technology into some of the call centers. And before Kairos was there, people had, you know, binders and six different windows open and a post-it note that Dr. Jones doesn't take patients on Yankee game days. And 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 then, of course, the phone's ringing off the hook. And, and one minute, it's someone who's incredibly angry because they got some bill they don't understand. The next minute, someone's crying because uh, they got a cancer diagnosis and they're not sure what, what to do. Um, and, you know, they would ask for something like, you know, is there a female provider I can see? And the agent would go, oh, please hold, because now they're going to have to take down a binder and sort through, right? And, and that, you know, that's, that was not, that's not the front door you want, right, in, into your organization. After we went in, it's all there, right? You, you have a, a kayak, and you can sort and filter with one click. You can bring back, um, uh, you know, female providers. And it completely changes the connection between those two human beings. They're now proactively say, hey, would you be more comfortable getting a female provider? Because I know I can now serve that and, and be so much more empathetic. And so, yeah, I, I think about that. I think about call centers across the country every day, being able to, to, to be with their patient of, of her um, uh, in, in a way that they weren't before. Uh, second philosophy that, that uh, I think we're seeing play out a lot is, you know, we look for uh, instances where um, the patient can actually do the job better um, 
and, and it was a better experience for them than than the the the, you know, the health system can. So think about that scheduling. If I've got to call in, wait on hold for 20 minutes, you know, speak with an agent, et cetera, et cetera, they're paying, you know, a lot of money for a lot of agents versus I can go online whenever I want, search for whatever I want and book an appointment. I actually enjoy that experience and it actually costs the health system less. And so we've got organizations now that have shifted tens of thousands of appointments a month to the digital channel and are, are you know in a really tight labor market where people just can't find that that's a that's a win-win and so again those are the kinds of things we, we look for we've shifted all that work to a digital workforce we've automated a lot of this is it evident enough probably i'm sure the answer is yes but maybe you can help us understand how is it evident that that makes it more efficient because is stephanie kind of had asked this question at the outset too your your goal is to start right where the patient is. And that patient without, without the education that, that a physician has or with, that, that a scheduler has, do they really know what they need? And is your system able to help lead them uh, sufficiently so that they're not, now you've given them all the tools, but they're still plugging into the wrong physician because I don't know that I have carpal tunnel syndrome. All I know is I've got pain in my wrist. So yep. maybe you can you can jump off there and, and help us understand. And does it lead in? Does it have questions? Like with, does it out, prompt them, I guess? Because that's a yeah. good question. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, no, you know, so you're, you're asking all the right questions. And, and I think one of the, the, the major themes in, in healthcare right now is that one company can't do it all. And so we have spent a lot of time over the years thinking about the digital stack of technologies that, that organizations need to, to, to weave together. You know, there are core infrastructure things like your EMR, your CRM. We think a routing and, and scheduling platform like Kairos. Uh, and then there are other things like virtual assistants and chatbots, telemedicine options, uh, and things like that that you also want to, to hang you know, uh, on together. Um, so what that has prompted us to do the last several years was a number of partnerships with you know, the major EMR vendors, the major CRM uh, telemedicine uh, vendors as well. Um, and where it was appropriate, and, and we just announced another acquisition uh, recently, uh, actually by companies where we actually could, could seamlessly put these things together. And so um, our, our recent acquisition of, of Epion uh, is really thinking about that, that patient journey from the moment that they're searching for care, again, wherever that might uh, initially be, um, ultimately finding the right person, booking it. But then there's actually a lot of things that can happen before that person ends up in the physical office. Um, they can do intake, they can check eligibility, they need appointment reminders and things like that. And so being able to stitch all of that together uh, was just not possible uh, you know, without modern APIs and, and things like that. And so I, I, what I'm really hopeful of is um, that, that all of us who are in healthcare find ways of working together and stitching these things together really um, to, to serve the patient better. You told us the story about being in medical school and then being with the patient years later and realizing that it is some of those touchy feely, you know, soft skills that really makes a difference. But then Kairos is obviously very, it's a digital health company where you're doing scheduling and you're not directly interacting with these patients, but then you have all these other acquisitions and partnerships that help serve them in different ways. So how do you keep that human aspect at the center of all of these things, because it's obviously incredibly important to you. And when you're talking, you obviously are delivering on those things to your patients, but how do you do that when at the core Kairos is, you know, you're there with, you probably have plenty of engineers and other, other types of yep. technical people. So how do you merge those worlds? 
Yeah, it's, it's a, n- a number of different um, ways. One, one of them uh, that Karen actually we previously spoke with you really has spearheaded was the Patient Family and Advisory Council. So we actually have uh, a number of patients um, uh, that we engage with on a regular basis. I sit with them, the whole clinical team uh, sits with them, our product leaders come in and listen to them. And they really reflect an incredibly diverse set of experiences with healthcare from, you know, in the rural worlds to folks that didn't have any insurance, um, uh, folks that have dealt with cancer, folks that have been caregivers for other people going through uh, healthcare. Um, and that that reminds us, I think, um, very clearly who it is um, we're, we're serving. Um, I think we also get it though in, in other ways, and, and I think um, there's a there's a, a pride and a comfort that we also can work through other companies as well. And so, you know, if there's a company that is um, helping and, and really developing a community, a virtual community uh, for the transgender uh, population, when when that um, member may need now to suddenly interact with the brick and mortar healthcare uh, for gender affirming surgery or something like that. We want to be there as support. So if we can be providing the the right provider data, enabling the right schedule, it allows our partners to then really go focus on specific populations. And, and I think we feel some connection to that, right? That, that we're enabling them to be better because they can really focus on on that part of the, the equation. Thank you so much for being here and for this conversation. It was really fabulous. All right. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Thank you, Graham. And thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.